Hey everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Embodied Business Podcast. I'm really excited to share an interview with you for a change. I know this has been a year of many solo episodes and how-to guides, which I also really enjoy, um, but it's been great to speak to Hannah of A Handpicked Life about her business story, her relationship to social media, and how she arrived at a business model that now really works for her. So yeah, you know, I'm all about storytelling and I think um, it's just so good to hear other people's perspectives and to remember that we're not alone and we're each facing really similar questions a lot of the time. So I hope you all enjoy this interview and let me know what you think. And I also just want to announce again that the free virtual business retreat is coming up at the end of the month, well, on the 24th and 25th of July. I'm really excited for it. It's going to be a whole weekend packed with workshops, co-working spaces, meet and greets in which you can meet other small business owners and all kinds of other fun stuff. So I'll link to that in the show notes and I really hope to see you there. Otherwise, um, we just had the first session for my new course, Create and Launch, yesterday. It was really great. Um, I'm so happy to see what people are working on. Um, and I'm yeah really enjoying this new format and we'll do that again soon if you like. Um, and then finally, Embodied Business Community is opening 15 spots at the end of August. So if you're interested in that, please get on the wait list um, so that I can let you know about it when it opens. And it would be great to have you there as well. Bye. Hey, everyone. I'm speaking to Hannah of A Handpicked Life today. And I'm really excited for this conversation because Hannah reached out a few weeks ago and we got to talk about our businesses, about social media, about our approaches, and also about what it's been like to start or grow in a business in lockdown and the pandemic. And I'm just so excited to talk about this. I'm sure that Hannah has a lot of things to share that will sparkle you as well or give you some food for thought. And it's just always beautiful to speak to other like-minded small business owners. So Hannah, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah. So let's begin with where you're at right now. What is your work all about and how has that come to be? Yeah, so um, A Handpicked Life is a life and wellbeing coaching membership that I run in partnership with my auntie, actually. Um, and it's all about guiding people to find personal freedom and to live a life that they love. So we specialize in supporting people using somatic practices and like tapping into natural cycles that kind of support them on their journey to kind of getting to getting to a place of contentment and joy, I would say. It's not always about like the end goal of like, you know, I want to grow a business. I want to, you know, like school my child in a different way, whatever that is. It's more about the, yeah, creating like a, a foundation for your well-being. And from that place, you can kind of like create a life that has meaning and purpose to you, essentially. Um, so the business kind of came out of conversations with my auntie and I um she'd been on this path for a long time and I kind of like traveled and came home like a few years ago now and like I felt super confined by what was expected of me like I was quite like academic and I always kind of followed the path so it was like you know university school like really like a regimented and then I got like a, a regimented path and I got a career in like my dream job and I, I just didn't make me happy um 
so I kind of came like we kind of really connected at a point of crisis in my life uh, where I just didn't really know what I wanted but I knew that it wasn't kind of this lifestyle um and she started coaching me and from that we kind of like I think she saw like a lot of herself and her journey reflected in me and really like kind of like she she kind of had a similar similar sort of experience she traveled and kind of got to this point where she was like oh my god like I I can't can't continue this lifestyle anymore I need to do something different um so yeah like we when she was coaching me we kind of like um yeah so we started coaching together and um through that coaching relationship she'd been in the health and well-being industry for about 30 years and we started having conversations about like the work we've both been doing and kind of like developed this we started kind of identifying like things that we kind of wish that we would have known when we started on this journey and we found a lot of accountability and support in each other as we were kind of like on this journey together so through our coaching relationship birthed this partnership which is now Hampig Life um, and essentially we're just providing people with the tools and resources that have helped us and also the support and accountability to like see your dreams through because it's like you can think of all these like amazing dreams and things that you want to do, but actually taking action on them, them and making your reality is like the hardest part, right? So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That is the hardest part. And I, there's so many key words here that you mentioned that I really love, like the embodiment piece of letting it be something that we think about, that, but that we also integrate in our bodies and being in community with that, I think is so important because you're right. It is beautiful to write it in our journal and have these ideas, but to actually make it happen is a different thing. And I think the consistency and building these new habits can be really hard if you have to do it alone. So yeah, great. That's beautiful. It's such a nice story of how it came to be really organically um, out of your own process and with someone you really love and already know. So that's great. Yeah. Um. I want to ask also what you've learned since you started out, what works and what doesn't. And um, before you share, there's a slight rustling on your end. It's not a big deal at all. And it has just gone, but it might be either your hair rustling again or do next. I'm really excited to hear more. Yeah. So I think like the biggest thing that I've learned kind of on this journey of growing, like starting and growing this business is like, actually getting to know myself <laughs> a lot more um I think they always say like about business like you know if you want like a personal development journey start a business because everything's going to come up and I really think that that's true um and it's really it's been really helpful to me for me to kind of notice I think because I we run a mindful business and I have quite a you know a, a solid practice I'm, I can be quite conscious and really notice where I'm kind of out of balance and when I'm kind of like really in kind of stress mode and just powering through you know just creating for the sake of creating and when I'm kind of really in flow so I think for me like I've kind of learned like to notice when I'm in those patterns and to kind of really draw back and yeah make sure that I'm kind of in balance because I think that's super important like for me I have a super masculine like forward motion energy so I'm Aries sun Aries moon like really and Capricorn rising so I'm just like production is like my thing so I think for me it was like learning about that and noticing it as a strength but actually out of balance it's a weakness so for me it was like right okay like 
when am I kind of getting to that point where I'm just like powering through for the sake of powering through and actually making myself feel awful and as a result then I don't really want to kind of put the time into my business but the reason the whole reason I kind of started a business myself was because I wanted personal freedom and I'm not giving myself that personal freedom when I'm out of balance and I'm in that constant productivity mode so for me yeah like it's been I've learned just so much about myself and like where I'm kind of like you know where I need to heal where I need to kind of bring more of that kind of like feminine flow energy trusting that things are coming and trusting in divine timing as well like the other day I was writing a blog and like you know when you just like feel like you're hitting a brick your head against a brick wall and it was like I was really forcing it and just because I needed to do it because then I could create all my social media content and then I could like you know do all the things but I was like it wasn't kind of clicking in and then I kind of realized what I was doing and then it's like taking a step back from that and then being like right okay you know trust it this is going to come like go and do something creative like get out of your head for a bit and then a whole new idea came that was took me in a completely different direction which felt really aligned and right um so yeah I think that it's definitely just that journey of like knowing yourself that's been the most um, interesting for me. Yeah, that makes sense. That is so beautiful. I, I think it takes many of us a long time until we can give ourselves permission to shift away from something we set what we're going to do. Because I think there's just so many hats that you're wearing, especially in the beginning. You are your product development team and your bookkeeper and your customer care person and social media. And so in a way, it makes sense to have a schedule and to batch things sometimes and get organized around this stuff. And also, um, there's this beautiful piece of just letting it come when it comes and making space in our own practices to allow more time and energy and spaciousness for creativity and intuition, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that like, it's just important to recognize like, you know, kind of where you need more of that kind of structure and when you need some of that, like when you need to lean into that kind of energy that's, you know, a bit more free flowing and creative. Um, yeah. And that, that comes with that journey of like, you know, learning about yourself and kind of noticing your, your tendencies and your strengths that can also be your weakness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm wondering also how the pandemic has maybe shifted your goals or how you relate to your work. Um, you've already mentioned to me that this has come out of this time. So I wonder what that has been like and how you feel about that now. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, I, the pandemic has been a gift, to be honest, in so many ways. Like my business was born from lockdown and I, I wonder where, whether I ever would have made like the, you know, taken the step forward and actually kind of like, created this if I didn't have like the free time that I did have I feel like that's been the same for so many people like obviously it's not been an easy time but it's also you know taking the opportunities that, I've, that kind of life brings you I guess um but I think for me like my perspective really shift shifted on like the value of community and particularly like an online community because I'm not like somebody that always really valued that online connection. Like I was more of a like face-to-face -face kind of person, um, like really valued having conversations with people, like, you know, verbal conversations as opposed to like communicating through social media or whatever. Um, but what I kind of realized was um, when the kind of pandemic hit was 
the value of community and what kind of like that online connection can actually give you. And I think sometimes when you're kind of taking a path less trodden, for example, um, in our industry, which is like personal development, like not, it, it can be, it can be quite ostracizing sometimes when you're the first person in your kind of circle of friends or like, um, your family that have taken this path. And I think that online communities have really opened, opened up methods of support that weren't available before that, that you weren't back that. So they're not bound by geographical location, especially when you're kind of on a path less trodden. Um, so yeah, I think that's been amazing and also, um, heard as well. So an online community can kind of give you that. Like, I feel like sometimes, especially like people who are a bit more introverted, it can be kind of difficult for them to contribute in like a group setting or in social circles. Whereas online community can really kind of give you that platform and the confidence to kind of reach out and share your story in ways that you might not have been able to do before. Um, so yeah, it's just been interesting for me to watch that unfold because as I said, it's not something that I, I ever valued in the past. Whereas now I really kind of think that it's, you know, it's something that has a shift that's happened that I think is going to connect so many more people in very different ways. Yeah, I agree. And I also love how our online spaces have developed to be more inclusive and interactive. Like I remember gosh, maybe like, I don't know, eight or nine years ago where discussions on Facebook were still, first really became a thing and found them quite overwhelming. They were so fast paced. And sometimes by the time that I had really kind of thought about what, what I wanted to say, the conversation had moved on. <laughs> I was just like <laughs> always three steps behind, but I feel that we're really kind of becoming more mindful and intentional with how we're using the technology we have. And I really love Mighty Networks, for example, as a space to connect because it's away from social media there's so much less distraction and people can really kind of take their time to express themselves in whatever way works best for them and meet new people that way so yeah I really agree with that and also it is beautiful to name some of the blessings that the pandemic has has brought you know I, I totally also feel there's been so much grief and heartbreak and it's been really difficult um, for a lot of people mm. And I feel that I've been really privileged and and that I got to stay home in a home that was safe and and lovely and warm. And I had work in some way and we had these creative opportunities to dive deeper into our work. So, yeah, that is great. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I love that about Mighty Networks as well. That's kind of what really drew me to it because it was like that step away from social media. Mm -hmm. And I like the fact that it's just, it seems to be a bit more pure, like very organic, mm -hmm. you know, communication and content that goes on there. And I, I found that there's such, there's much more deeper connection that I've noticed mm -hmm. in our community, particularly. So a Hampit Life is hosted on Mighty Networks um, as also just for, uh, <laughs> for reference of your listeners. Um, but yeah, I've been really surprised at the different, at the very different feel, even though they're, I guess, platforms that operate in a similar way so mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely um that also beautifully brings me to my next question which is what is your relationship to social media like at the moment is that still a part of how you enjoy expressing yourself or is this something that you love or don't love about it um I have a love-hate relationship with social media <laughs> um I I have quite a lot of resistance around it um 
But uh, this is why I was quite drawn to your work, actually, because I've noticed that you and so many other people now are kind of taking a step away from that. Um, and I think it's really important. Um, for me at the moment, I'm kind of I'm staying curious. I, I do think that at some point we will probably move away from social media because it's not something that I massively value. I don't seem to connect with people in it in a deep way. I've never really felt that connection for me. Social media has always felt very surface level, um, even when the content that goes on there. And I know that's not an experience for everybody because I know a lot of people use it to really express themselves and tell their story. Um, but for me, I never really felt that way about social media and it's not how I've connected with it. However, the reason why I'm still using it is because I'm kind of curious about the resistance that I have with it because I know that I have a bit of a fear of being seen. And I think that, I think it's important to kind of check in with yourself and know whether it's like fear of being seen because you're, um, you feel ashamed or you don't know how to talk about what you do or whatever, or whether it's a fear of being seen, um, like, on video or whatever that is but like so for me or if I'm just coming up against that resistance because social media isn't right for me um so for me at the moment I'm just still exploring that and I don't know for sure what my kind of this resistance is so I just want to get kind of curious about um continuing to put myself out there and just experimenting with it because my relationship is changing with it quite a lot like I do find it quite useful as a almost gallery for my work like we can put on a lot of videos which are useful for people um and we've also made quite a few decisions recently on how to use it mindfully so for a while we were kind of engaging with that um strategy where like you go on and you interact with other people's content for like 15 minutes before you post and 15 minutes after you post but for me it just felt like quite manipulative and I didn't really want to engage in that and it like I felt like the interaction I was giving was quite surface level because I felt like I had to do it. So we've kind of decided to remove ourselves from that game and just put content out there when we feel like it's right and when we feel like it's actually useful for people and really checking in and making sure we're not just producing for the sake of producing, but like, and just like ticking a box, like, oh, I have to post today because it's Monday or like, I feel like I should post because of the algorithm. And just making sure we're kind of like, you know, sharing things that are important when we actually have something important to say. Um, so, yeah. And then adopting a growth strategy where, for example, you know, networking with other businesses, like offering workshops and speaking on podcasts and bringing a new audience in that way. And then, yeah, people interacting with our content, coming to find us rather than people, you know, us kind of like trying to manipulate the algorithm to reach more people essentially um but yeah at the moment I feel like social media is triggering me in a kind of a healthy way and I know that it's supporting my growth so at the moment and I really feel like I will come to a point where I know when it's time to leave it behind um but yeah right now I just I'm just staying open and curious but it's it's so refreshing to hear people like you and um I think you're the lady on your last podcast as well uh, talk about like your journeys with leaving it behind and the reasons why you've done it and I feel like it's so important for us to just stay conscious to the reasons we the reasons we're doing things and making sure we're not just ticking boxes and that it feels right for us yeah I agree um 
Yeah, there's so many roles that we can get into if we allow ourselves to just kind of be sucked into that. But I also agree completely what you're saying um, of kind of really questioning why the resistance comes up for us, you know? And I think for some of us, it is right to be there. And for some of us, it's right to leave. And and it can be such a beautiful lesson to really challenge ourselves to be on video or to see what comes up if we want to share something live, for example. So yeah, I think there can be a lot of beauty and really working with that as well. And you've again given me such a beautiful kind of thrown me a really beautiful bow uh, towards the next question, which is about your decision making process. You've kind of touched on this already of kind of really having your own embodied practices, um, bringing intention to your work. But day to day, when you're feeling overwhelmed or unsure about something, do you have practices that really work for you? Yeah, absolutely. So um for me it's it's always checking in with like my core values and what motivates me I think like I think my it's yeah like so I'm really driven by freedom freedom means everything to me so I think it's just super important for me to when I'm making decisions and when I'm like operating in daily life it's more about really checking that the things that I'm doing are aligned and that aligned with the things that actually matter to me because it's so often we can find ourselves like doing something because our parents think we should do it or doing something because that's what you do in business or whatever um so I always kind of come back to my core values and just really check in and be like right is this aligned for me is this something that's right for me um but yeah I I use um I do have a daily mindfulness practice which I find so so helpful um EFT tapping for me like really helps me kind of shift through like periods of stress and uncertainty um and also meditation just really helps me to it's like practicing staying conscious isn't it because it's like we can know our like authentic code or whatever but then as soon as we get out of balance and we're in that stress mode we're just going to stick to the things that we know and the things that you know, the things that we should do. And we kind of lose sight of the reason we're doing the things that we're doing. So yeah, like I love kind of like having a daily practice to just realign with the things that really matter to me, the things that are driving me, the essence of what it is that I'm actually like creating when I'm doing everything in my day. Um, and yeah, like just staying, yeah, staying conscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And so helpful, I think, to hear for people because it is it is both a really big step to own that and develop these practices and in another way it's so simple right like it's just making the time to really allow ourselves stillness to think about what's right for us and then living that so yeah yeah Um, absolutely I think that like these practices as well they build such a, a foundation and that they are so simple and that's why it's like that's the reason we started a handpicked life because it's it's so easy to build these things into your day and they support you so much, but it's like, you kind of have to experience them to really know how much they do. So it's constantly working with that stress response and checking in, having the accountability as well to, and the support to like remind you Mm because it's easy to forget as well. It's so easy to kind of fall out of alignment. Yeah. And also being around other people who are also experimenting and learning something new with you to really see that what's coming up isn't just your thing. It's really something that everyone experiences. I think that can be so helpful as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why these podcasts and like other things, you know, people having real conversations are just so beneficial Mm because 
you know, you learn so much from other people as well as your own experience. Yes. Um, you're also supporting other business owners, right? And I'm wondering in that work, kind of what feels exciting to you right now and what are you supporting people starting out with? What would you advise them or how are you sometimes supporting them on a practical level? Uh, yeah, so um, we kind of, we offer a, a guest workshop slot because we kind of want to grow with other businesses. So like our kind of, um, our reasoning for doing that is because we kind of, we just think it's so beautiful for people to kind of share audiences and experience different ways of learning. And that kind of like expands our knowledge and then, you know, leads us down paths that we never could have expected while also giving people the opportunity to grow, which is just incredible. So it's so beneficial on both sides. And that's what I love about, you know, podcasting and like work, like, you know, exchanging workshops and stuff. I just think it's so lovely. Um, but in terms of like advice for people starting out in business, um, I think the thing that kind of I would advise is to just like, for me, like I had like ideas and like, intentions for so long and I was just trying to find the perfect thing and I think for me like just just starting and taking a step like for me it was the wrong step uh, when I started out like I, I actually launched um, a web web design service which for me just it wasn't really aligned with things the things that made me happy um, it didn't really light me up but what I did do is just keep kept following those threads of the things that really lit me up and just kept going just kept taking one step and then the next step and then the next step and where it's led me is into this fully fledged business and membership that I absolutely love running um I think it's just yeah I think it's just important to start because sometimes you can just get stuck in idea mode and never actually like bring things into fruition um I would say also just to be to be cautious and not get lost and overwhelmed by like the myriad of choice and advice out there that is for starting a business and all the things you have to do all the things you should do um while there's like insane amounts of wisdom out there and I do like think that it's great to like you know go out and learn from other people I think it's so valuable but also again it's staying conscious and checking in and finding a way that's right for you which is the most important thing because yeah, you can go down a path of like producing social media content that's completely burning you out because you're not the kind of person that's supposed to be on there. So I think it's just like, you know, really like knowing yourself, knowing your strengths and finding your way um, and a way that makes you feel good and a way that makes you feel energized. Because I, I really do believe that when we play to our strengths, we can kind of make things work in in a way that's right for us and not in the way that the books tell you. So. Yeah, gosh, I love what you said, Amelie, so, so much. And I see that all the time. And I really understand where it's coming from, this resistance to taking this first step because we're not totally sure exactly what the second step is, right? But mm -hmm. um, I think once we have a website, once we give ourselves some space to play and interact with our own ideas and other people and we receive feedback, there's so much clarity that's coming in from that process rather than from waiting on it right I think <laughs> I think that's yeah. something that so many of us kind of tend to do is that we think like oh I have this hunch like this is the general direction I want to go in but I don't know exactly what that's going to look like so I'm going to just wait until I'm totally clear but actually just doing the thing sometimes 
sometimes you'll find that it wasn't actually totally right for you but there's just no way you could have known that without trying it and there's nothing wrong with evolving kind of in a in a visible way of course we deserve privacy that's really beautiful and important as well but I think we sometimes really underestimate how open and generous and curious people are about what our journey has been like and we think that we should only share when we're totally ready to say exactly what it is that we're doing um I always find it really interesting to see and hear how people came to do what they're now doing and if someone has made a few u-turns I would never feel like oh my gosh that's so unprofessional or maybe this person doesn't really know what they want in life I'd be like great you tried something and then you realized you wanted to try something else that's great absolutely and I feel like you know that old kind of paradigm of business of like a professional persona is breaking down so much and I think it's so it's so amazing actually because we're all human like it's fake like it's not a real like front and I think if we see each other for who we are and like appreciate that we're all human and we make mistakes and we sometimes we do things we don't but that aren't aligned and we're going to just change that like I feel like people actually have more respect for that um and I think it's important to just own it like you know if it's not right it's not right like our business since we launched um back in October our business models changed a lot and it's like, you know, you can prepare something and, you know, fine tune it and get it to a point where it's perfect, where you think it's perfect and you put it out there and people don't understand it or they, you know, it's not helpful for them. And actually when you're talking to your audience, you realize that different things are helpful. So uh, yeah, I think it's just important to start and be open to making those changes when you know that they need to be made. Um, and also just keep talking to your audience because, you know, they're the people you're here to serve and help. And I think that it's, invaluable to get the feedback from them and you know make the tweaks and changes that make sense to you and it's not about listening to them like wholeheartedly obviously um you know you don't have to do everything they tell you to do but it's just like really checking in and like you know recognizing what's working um owning it and then yeah taking those making those changes if it feels aligned Mm -hmm. yes gosh wow yeah we covered so much ground and I feel like there was some real beauty in there for people starting out and wanting to explore similar things. So before we go, I would love to hear what you're currently offering and where people can find you. Uh, yeah, so thank you. Um, we uh, So my business is called A Handpicked Life um, and our, our business is a life and wellbeing coaching membership. So it essentially helps you build a foundation for your wellbeing using somatic practices Um and it consists of classes and workshops um, and like monthly accountability uh, coaching calls. So you can kind of check in with yourself regularly, make sure you're kind of like on track to creating the life you want to live. Um, so you can find us at www.ahampiclife.com. Um, and also we offer like a, a couple of small courses. So we have something called the happiness experiment, which you can kind of, it's just like a, like a one-off little course that you can dip into and just experience some of the practices that we offer um and really feel the difference for yourself because I think again it's like you can understand something till the cows come home but it's when you put it into practice you really notice the difference and that's kind of like everything that we you know advocate for so Mm -hmm. oh yes and we'll link to that in show notes as well in case people haven't had a chance to write it down thank you so much Hannah you shared so much beauty and I just love just love the energy of your business and how you approach things. And I really hope that it's giving someone else the confidence and 
inspiration to try to sing. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Mm-hmm.